White Sox Weekly. The Chicago Baseball Conversation on the new flagship home of the Sox. 720 WGN. All right, here we go. White Sox Weekly on the air. Hope you're having a great Saturday. Mark Carmen, Harry Tynowitz. In advance of Blackhawks hockey, final Blackhawks game of the year. Blackhawks playing on the road tonight at Nashville. Pre-game at 6.30, so we got roughly, oh, that's 80-some-odd uh, minutes to spend with you. Harry, good afternoon. How are you? Good afternoon, Carm. I'm all right. Thanks for asking. It's a dandy day in Chicago. I'm enjoying the weather, but I did not like the uh, Mariners raining runs on the Southsiders this afternoon. It is the baseball season. Yesterday, you feel so good, right? Uh, leading, then coming from behind, and... Taking out Seattle on the home opener, 10-8, and then you lose today. Lucas Giolito looked phenomenal in Game 1, taking a no-hitter into the 7th, and then not as good today. Started good. He started good today. You thought, hey, all right, Giolito, back-to-back. But then um, you can't walk four guys. And, and and expect runs not to pummel your plate. And that has been his uh, bugaboo mainly over the last couple of years. So hopefully uh, Lucas will be better in his next outing. We're going to talk to Darren Jackson about that and a bunch of other stuff in a matter of moments. But first, White Sox fans, join us as the White Sox take on the Detroit Tigers Saturday, April the 27th. That's a 6-10 first pitch. First 20,000 fans are going to receive a Jose Abreu Silver Slugger bobblehead Powered by Constellation, America's energy choice. Purchase your tickets today by visiting WhiteSox.com or calling 866-SOX-GAME. Harry. Yeah, I, I love the uh, I, I love the giveaways this year. We had, uh, you know, uh, Martha Joe Black with us yesterday and looking at all the stuff going on. Hey, I love those sweet t-shirts yesterday. Yeah, you were out there with uh, William Leff a yeah. little. Uh, we had fun at Cork and Kerry and uh, with I, Goose I, Island. I bet you did. Love Harry. the Goose. Hey, take the family out to the ballpark with a family four-pack. You get four tickets, four hot dogs, four drinks, and four chips starting at just $49. Brought to you by Country Financial. Prepare for your financial future one simple step at a time at takesimplesteps.com. For tickets, visit whitesocks.com slash four-packs today. What's going on with you on Moncada? Red Hot, although not a great day today. What's going on with Tim Anderson having a phenomenal start? Eloy Jimenez. What's Darren Jackson seeing from the White Sox superstar 2B? And uh, what do you see from Giolito today? We'll find all that out next. DJ joining us on White Sox Weekly in a matter of moments. 720 WGN. 720 WGN, White Sox Weekly. Hope you're having a great Saturday afternoon. Mariners beat the Sox 9-2. White Sox now 3-4 and four on the young season. Darren Jackson, White Sox color commentator, joining us now on his own station. What's up, DJ? Uh, hello, Carm and Harry. It's uh, good to be back on with you guys and uh, talking some baseball and how things are going so far in the early part of the year. So I look forward to some of these really difficult questions you're going to uh, ask me with. <laughs> we're, we're loaded up here. For the record, we missed you. Great to see you at the ballpark yesterday, and uh, you look yeah. no worse for wear, for the record. Well, I appreciate it. Same to you. I mean, you haven't aged a minute since I saw you last season. <laughs> I dyed my hair on, on Tuesday. So that was a big move by me. Yeah, you got to learn to do that by yourself. I'm not coming over again to do that. <laughs> I don't appreciate you outing me there. All right, so what happened with, with Lucas today versus his first start? What did you see? You know, I, I was I was listening to you guys, as I always do, and I heard you guys mention about the walks for Lucas, which has in the past been an issue. But I'll, I'll give him a pass on two walks that were allowed today. He threw 
strike three should have been called on two occasions, and I'm not somebody to get on the umpires. I'm not anybody that's going to step there and say that's the reason why a guy is walking people. But he literally, at a two-strike count, threw one above the knees right down the middle of the plate today, and it was called a ball to go to three and two. And that's heartbreaking, one, if you're Giolito, but it should have been a ring-up. And then he had another one, I believe, on Malik Smith, where it should have been a strike on the inside corner with the knees, and it turns out to be walks. And that's not going to help your case when all of a sudden you have this this reputation of somebody that's walking a lot of guys, whereas it should have been ring-ups instead. So I'd give him a pass on two of those today. Of course, you got to deal with the hand you're dealt. And today um, he had to try and work around those. It didn't work out. You get these extra at-bats that you have to face in an inning, and Lord knows, with this lineup that Seattle's throwing at you right now, all these guys where you come in saying, who are these guys? Well, they're letting you know who they are. They're guys that have figured out how to club an opposing pitcher. And if you make a mistake to these hitters for the Mariners, you're going to pay for it. They are certainly uh, that. They're red hot, and it was good to see the Sox knock them off. Only their second loss yesterday. I like to focus on the positive rather than uh, the negative. So let's talk about the most exciting young infielder in either league, Yoan Moncada. Visiting with Farmio yesterday, he said he believes Moncada's gone from whacking the ball as hard as he can to looking for a certain spot. What do you think the difference has been that has made Moncada such a better hitter at the plate? Well, that's definitely something that's never going to hurt a hitter. If it's the case, if you're all of a sudden uh, you're picking your spot, you're getting your pitch, and you're not missing it. But thank you, on did that last year when he hit the ball hard. It was because he got his pitch and he nailed it. Everybody knows the percentage of his batting average when he put the ball in play was outstanding. The problem was he didn't put it in play enough. This year he's trying to be a little more aggressive. And, you know, you're not going to always get that keyhole pitch you're looking for to crush. Right now, he's not missing them. He's making those baseballs pay when he gets the opportunity. Uh, obviously, he's not going to continue at this clip. Had a couple of strikeouts today, his first game really, where he wasn't really on because he had a pitcher that was off-speeding him, sneaking the fastball up there, keeping him off balance. So Leak kind of exposed some things today on a lot of White Sox hitters. But I think that with Yon Moncada, he's just a guy that's 23 years old, not 24 yet. He's young as can be, and he's just going to keep getting better with experience. He just He's too talented to not really see when he's 27, 28, 29 years old where you're going, yeah, Moncada is uh, you know, one of the top players in the league. He, he's just got that ability, and I think he is going to get better just by the sheer fact that he's getting experience. So whatever me, I look at it and say um, he's better because he should be because the talent's there. We call this the ride home with DJ as he heads back <laughs> from the ballpark from home games. Carmen Harry with you, White Sox Weekly, 720 WGN. All right, I'm getting a little worried about my guy Daniel Palka here, DJ. He uh, came up yesterday in a spot, uh, swung of the first pitch, popped up with the chance of driving some runs, and then uh, today 0 for 3, yet to have a hit on the season. We're at 20 at-bats. This is not how you want to start the year. Uh, where where are we on concern that Palka is, is uh, perhaps not going to uh, find it right away here and might find himself back in AAA. No, I mean, that's a tough thing right there, Carm. You got to lead your club in home runs last year. Right. He's off to a hard start. That's not an accident. You don't hit 27 home runs in the major leagues and you can't hit. So putting pressure on himself, I think. I think he has to back it up a little bit, simplify things. You mentioned the first pitch. You're hoping he can crush a ball. He ends up popping out in first pitch. 
because he doesn't have a lot of confidence going deep in counts right now in an RBI or driver run-in situation. You go up there quick trying to not look bad in the at-bat, you make easy outs instead. Every major leaguer that's ever swung a bat and got a chance to have consistent at-bats has gone through this. Even the late, even though, not the late, even though the great Frank Thomas, he had times where he looked like he didn't know what he was doing up there. So it happens to everybody. And I'll say this. I'm not concerned. The only concern I have is how long will it take him to simplify things, just accept a base hit up the middle or a line drive the other way or put down a bunt to get his first hit. He's got to get to a point where every at-bat in his mind is not the possibility of breaking out with a home run. It's got to be just get a base hit, then from there get another base hit, and that's how you find your swing. Cut back on the approach, let the ball get deeper to home plate, Accept a single, and good things come from that. So, I mean, they play the shift against him. If you're him, do you just lay one down? Not that, not that it's as easy to do as it looks. They just bunt it right down the third baseline. You'll get, a, you'll get a, you know, you'll be on the board. I mean, do you do something like that? Well, absolutely. When they're saying to you, "We don't care if you bunt," we have no concern whatsoever if you bunt it up the third baseline. Do it. <laughs> I mean, you're losing by a lot of runs. Uh, you know. Go ahead and say thanks. I'll take that for my first hit of the year because I need something. Oh, you're doing the shift again, and it's not a situation where you need them to hit a home run or try to. But again, say I'll take this all day until they make a change or until you come up into the bat where it's not appropriate to butt. So I, I don't understand. This isn't a game about uh, you know saving face or helping the opponent. This is a game about helping your team, helping yourself, and it doesn't matter what anybody thinks. Because as long as you're making yourself better day in and day out and trying to help your team, I don't care what it looks like uh, uh, to the audience, do the right thing to get yourself right. Because in the long haul, we need Daniel to have confidence standing at home plate, swinging the bat. And if it takes dropping a bunt down, squaring around, or jamming yourself and rolling one to the third base area, as long as it's what you tried to execute, Daniel to me is fine, like I said. 27 home runs last season weren't on accident. He's going to start hitting the ball hard, but it's it's got to sometimes start with just a simple little base hit. I love that point. You're down a bunch. They're giving you first base. Get on. Be a team guy. Big Poppy used to do it. If David Ortiz will do it, Daniel Palka can do it. Hey, let's talk about T.A. He gets better every time I watch the Sox. Three hits yesterday in the opener, including a bomb. Yeah, I think this guy might hit a home run every home game this year, and I want to see him have the green light he's looking for because I think he'll swipe 40 bases. Look in your crystal baseball, DJ. What do you see for Tim Anderson this season? Well, Tim is just, you know, he's just blossomed really big time at the big league level. We've seen him become a big league uh, potential superstar at shortstop. Offensively, he's always been a good player. Minor leagues, big leagues, batting average has been lower than what he's capable of doing. Um, You know, he had a great approach through spring training, hitting the ball the other direction. So now he expands on that. He's getting some pitches to drive. He's driving the ball. I don't want him to become a homer happy, uh, Harry, but I do want him to continue to pop balls that he should. He's just, he's a smart guy. Tim's a really smart guy, and he's just going to keep getting better and better. Uh, I I think, honestly, with his uh, athleticism, you could see him become a 30-30 guy. Um, I don't want to push the envelope. Stolen bases, I I don't see why he's going to steal 40 to 50 annually. Home runs, if he's 20, anywhere from 20 to 30, I think you are looking at a guy that you're saying he's a perennial all-star shortstop. He's a human highlight film out there. Um, I mean, the White Sox have done a good thing. They lock him up to a long-term contract at a really young age, and 
and, and they know what they had in him when they did that. This is a guy that's got well-rounded talent that can only get better. Timmy, three for four today. He's hitting 500. It is early, but he's hitting 500. Just want to get that out there. Hey, before you go, we're up against the clock here. Eloy Jimenez, uh, three for four today. That was good to see. A batting average a lot more respectable at 250 again early in the year. He looks like he's figuring it out, and I mean, I obviously he's just brand new to this, but it's almost like he's, there's always there's already signs that he is doing exactly that, right? That oh, you're going to come inside on me. I'm going to shorten my swing, and I and I'll get a nice knock to left field. It just seems like it's starting to come. Is that fair? Well, yeah. You know, the hardest thing I think you can ever do to a young player is say. Hey, here you go. You're in the major leagues and you're going to play every single day because every single day you are going to see a good pitcher. That's not the case in the minor leagues. I, I broke into the big leagues and it was off the bench, on in and out of the lineup, learning while I was sitting there watching the game, talking to the veterans. He's thrown right into the fire and they say, go get him. So on field experience is going to definitely pay off for him, but he has the talent. There's no, that wasn't an accident that they gave him that huge contract without ever seeing him play a big league game. He honestly has the ability to start at the big league level offensively. What I what I like is seeing him run down a ball in the left field corner late in the game today. That was impressive. And he actually, yeah, he actually got a perfect jump route and read on that. He's going to hit. It's just going to no matter what, he's going to look really bad at times facing big league pitchers with great stuff. And then there's going to be times where he's doing what we see now, which is outstanding. He's just short and quick to the ball, getting his base hit. Like we're talking about Daniel Polka should be doing well. He's getting his base hits and staying alive until he gets locked in with the power stroke, and that will come for him, too. Um, I love it. He's a smart kid, talented kid. Uh, I have no concerns about him long haul, but he's going to hit some rough patches as well this year because there's going to be some teams find some little point to exploit, and they're going to do it. This is the big leagues. This is the best of the best. And when you're his age, you're going to be exploited at times. But overall, I think he's going to win that program. That's why he's making the big bucks. It reminds <laughs> me of a young Darren Jackson. Hey, that's a lie. Thanks, Harry. I appreciate it. <laughs> Anytime, bro. D- DJ, appreciate you. We're looking forward to the ride all home right. with DJ all season long. Hope, you'll, uh, hope you're as excited about it as we are. I love talking with you guys. Thanks, Harry. Thanks, Carm. I appreciate the time. All right, we'll talk to you. We'll, we'll, we'll hear you tomorrow, Darren Jackson, right here on 720 WGN. Rubber game tomorrow. I, I lo- There was a couple great points by DJ there. Number one, it's it's very true on the Giolito. He was getting squeezed today a couple of times. Number two, the defense from Aloy, he's kind of got that like, tiptoe thing that he's got going on out there. Going to the ball in the corner. Looks like a ballerina. Maybe I'm going a little too far, but uh, he just—he's it, it, not sprinting as fast as he can go. It just seems like he's in control. It's kind of just an—it it makes me feel comfortable. He's going to be a pretty decent outfielder out there. Yeah, when you're a pitcher, you know, a guy will drop a ball that he, you know, uh, that he catches a hundred times, or a guy will throw a ball away that he does it a hundred times correctly. You just got to deal with that. They, the, the umpires did not help Giolito, but that could happen to any pitcher. He's got to learn to shake it off, as Brittany as. Uh, not Bernie Spears, as um, you're talking about Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift, right? Shake it off, right? Good, good one, Harry. All right, quick time. I'll get you in the news, and we'll do our week in review coming up. White Sox Weekly, seven twenty WGN.
Maybe one of the first 20,000 fans. Friday, April 26th, the White Sox and the Detroit Tigers. 7-10, your first pitch. And you'll receive a White Sox tote bag presented by the MLB Network. Plus, you can uh, stick around after post-game fireworks. That's Friday, April 26th. Get your tickets today. WhiteSox.com. White Sox Weekly, 720 WGN. They'll fire off of 8 million fireworks this year on the south side. Ble- not counting the homers. Bleachers and Brews is back all season long. Get one bleacher seat, two bears for just 22 bucks. Must be 21 and over with a valid ID. Bleachers and Brews is presented by Budweiser. To purchase tickets, visit WhiteSox.com slash Brews. So let's do our week in review as we look back on the week that was with your Chicago White Sox, which is sponsored by Mazda of Orland Park and ZoomZoomNation.com, where they're always trying to make your car shopping fun. We go back to Monday. It was April Fool's Day. It was the White Sox. It was the Indians' home opener. And it was a one nothing game in the 8th when the White Sox had a little bit of a rally going on, started by Yohan Moncada. And the 1-2 pitch. Line drive to left. This is a run producer. That's going to hit down and go to the wall. Clevenger will not be in this decision. That's his run scoring double. The Sox tie the game here in the 8th at 1. Clevenger pitched very well that day, and the White Sox didn't look like the Sox were going to get to him, and then in the eighth, they bust out for three, and unfortunately, the bullpen did not respond in the bottom half of the inning. Sox lost that 1-5-3. Yeah, and Clevenger, a throw-in in that uh, you know Angels trade, he's been terrific. They've, they're bordering on four very solid starters. So, this beginning of the season, there's always a day off after the home opener. Wednesday was the abbreviated two-game series coming to an end. This one went the good way when the big slugging first baseman, Jose Abreu, strode to the plate. On the bases, Jose swings, fly ball deep right field. That fool's loop low. It's over his head. That bounces off the wall. That's going to get two runs in, going for two, and making his sliding is Abreu. The White Sox have exploded. They've exploded here now and lead 6-1. to one. And they end up winning that one 8-3. I thought most impressive on that game was that you got to Corey Kluber. He didn't make it out of the fourth. Sox knocked him around. Eight hits. Uh, how about Carlos Rodon that game? Well, that's true, too. He I mean, was Carlos Rodon dominated. You can't touch me. I'm going to go on the hill, and I'm going to put goose eggs up all day. Struck out nine. Rodon's ERA early season, one point five. Nine. All right, let's go to the home opener, as we did have the... Seems like it was just yesterday. It does seem like it was just yesterday. In fact, it was just yesterday, and a roller coaster ride indeed. The highlight I think that uh, everybody loved the most was Yoan Moncada in the seventh. And the 3-2. Swing, line, drive, left center. Down for a hit. That's going to get the Sox the lead. One run in. Here comes the go-ahead run. Sox lead. And they lead 9-8. Added on one more, 10-8 your final. That was a sweet home opener. And he really had a grand slam in that game. Malik Smith made a, a great play to keep it inside the ballpark. He almost held on to it. It would have been highway robbery. But Moncada got a two-run double out of that. He should have had a grand slam. Johan Moncada is doing everything right. His pitch selection is spectacular. And uh, it's only going to get better, folks. So they came to the park today. Can they knock off the Mariners again? Well... It was a bad day for the White Sox. The uh, starting pitcher, Lucas Giolito, just didn't have it. He walked four, which is way too many to walk in the first few innings of a game. And 
A lot of the fans that were enjoying the uh, hot weather started to leave when it turned cold. But those that stayed got rewarded when, for the second day in a row, Tim Anderson decided to set off the fireworks. Tim Anderson at home plate with the count on one. Hammers this one deep center on the move. Smith at the track, at the wall. Turn him on. Turn on the fireworks. Sucks get another run. Farmio loves the fireworks. Who doesn't? Hello? Farmio's like a 10-year-old, though. He does, he loves the fireworks. I mean... Light them up. It's it's really cool. I, I love the fireworks. The spinning wheels. The youthful enthusiasm of an Ed Farmer. The unbridled passion of an Ed Farmer. The... I, I can't I can't top what you just threw. What did you call it? The unbridled passion? Unbridled passion. That was, that was very strong, Harry. Well, thank you. Unbridled is a derby winner. That's where I got it from. Did you win on that one? I did. Carl Nafsker was the trainer. How much? Couple bucks. Couple bucks. Mm-hmm. The old couple bucks. All right, that's your weekend review. Sox lose today to the Mariners, nine to two. White Sox weekly continuing as we will take a look at the minor leagues coming on back here. A lot of good stuff going on. This is seven twenty WGN. White Sox Weekly continuing on 720 WGN. We're going to hear from Rick Hahn coming up after 6 o'clock. Some interesting stuff yesterday before the ball game. Carmen Harry with you on 720 WGN. Sox lose to the Mariners today, 9-2. Ivanova on the mound tomorrow as the Sox will try to take the rubber match of the three-game set. Seattle will throw Wade LeBlanc. He's a left-hander. He's 34. He's a Cajun. He, uh, he's got uh, one outing this year. He beat the Red Sox, but he gave up four runs, so he is definitely touchable. Let's uh, let's get a series win. Let's get back to five hundred. Let's let's uh, let's let's live a four and four after eight game dream. That wouldn't be all bad. But let's look to the future for a second here as we check out what's going on in the minor leagues. The seasons have started, and interesting stuff going on. Number one, the Charlotte Knights are two and zero. Zach Collins on oh. opening day, he hits two bombs, his first game at AAA. Danny Mendek, who was awesome all spring, hit a three-run homer. Uh, Knights won that game 12-11. to 24 years old now, Zach Collins, and when we hear from Rick Hahn coming up, he alludes that Collins could be here this year. Yeah, he could be here, and he's a catcher, but you know he did get some work in at first base. Uh, you got to like Zach Collins. I, I don't know why you wouldn't like Zach Collins. Uh, I like the fact he went deep twice on uh, Thursday night, and he wasn't the only White Sox minor leaguer that had a couple of bombs on Thursday. No, uh, Zach with, uh, by the way, 15 home runs last year and 122 games at double A. So I don't know if he's uh, recreated or, I don't know, bulked up, something along the lines of Gonna become a bigger power hitter, but that's. Uh, did you put him on a program? I I did not. Maybe maybe he put himself on some program. But of course, uh, you got to see how a season plays out to really know if things have changed. But uh, two home runs on opening day—that's pretty good. Nicky Delmonico, by the way, was one for two with an RBI. Carson Fulmer had four strikeouts in that one. Some some guys that maybe White Sox fans are tracking down to AAA. I'm rooting so hard for Carson Fulmer. I want him just to get his control. Get control. Don't be out of control. Stop walking, guys, and get up here, Carson Fulmer. We believe in you. The other two-homer night that you're talking about was not at AAA, but we're going to Winston-Salem and the dash and the two home runs from Luis Robert. Uh, the dash a winner over the Frederick Keys nine to four, but yet Robert had a three run shot to left center, and then he had a two run shot, and 
some more interesting comments from Rick Hahn about, you know, you look at a guy like Luis Robert and physically, talent-wise, he's actually ready to be here right now. Now he needs to play games and not get hurt. Knocked out last year a couple times with thumb injuries. But here's a guy who could be very much on a fast track. And oh, that would be exciting. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a reason they gave him all that money. He's pretty strong. Now, Frederick Keyes, I know that they're part of the Orioles organization, <laughs> but what, what is that name? Is that like, you know, they're, they're in the, you know, the, the, the Keys part of the state? They're from the Florida Keys? I mean, how do we get the name Keys? Let's, I'd have to do a deep dive on that, Harry. I'm not exactly sure it's how. The... Francis Scott Key, I believe, is the correct answer. Oh, is that right? Yes. Okay. Very uh, good. After I did not have it when I asked the question, but you know I answered it myself. Well, good job. I'm I'm impressed. Uh, one other stop I, that I want to mention on the on the minor league train. Birmingham's 0 and 2. Blake Rutherford's down there, number nine prospect in the Sox organization. One for four in his Double A debut. Somebody that I'm I'm paying attention to. I think a lot of people are paying attention to. I expect Blake Rutherford to make it to the majors someday. Doesn't seem like it's going to be as soon as some, but he's he's you know up to Double A now. And the guy they got from the Yankees, and I think maybe has a spot on this roster down the line or yeah. another roster. Maybe can be turned into something that the White Sox need elsewhere. It, 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 it's very possible. Boy, if you're if you're a young outfielder, do you want to come to the White Sox? There's so many outfielders. They're t- you know, it's like driving home on the you know on the Kennedy or on the Dan Ryan, like at five thirty. Well, it's interesting, right? I mean, if you're Daniel Polka and you're starting out slow, and you it, you know that guys are coming, so there's a lot. I mean, it's just a lot of competition, which is healthy for any organization. That's how it should be, right? Somebody's going to replace you. You need to perform, not necessarily every day, but pretty consistently to stay there. So. You know, it's, it's, I mean, Nicky Delmonico, he can't be thrilled that he's a AAA right now. No, and, and uh, you know, the year before last, Nicky Delmonico, every time you watched the game, he was standing on second base. Last, you know, injuries got him last year, got the best of him, but uh, your good buddy, the uh, hitting coach, Todd Stevenson, he's a, he's a big believer that uh, Nicky D will be back up here and he'll be contributing from the plate. We shall see. We shall see what happens. All right, that's a little quick trip around the minor leagues. We'll actually update some scores for you before we get out here tonight at 6.30. Let's take a quick timeout. Rick Hahn coming up after 6 o'clock. White Sox Weekly, 720 WGN. White Sox Weekly, 720 WGN. Hope you're having a great Saturday. Mark Carmen, Harry Tynowitz with you. Scott Merkin... Had an interesting piece at MLB.com. Mark, of course, always doing the great job. And the White Sox had preliminary talks, he wrote, with right-handed pitcher Dylan Cease about an extension during spring training. So, obviously, Dylan Cease has not pitched in the big leagues. He's starting the year at AAA. Interesting to me that he's num- he's starting as their, the fifth guy to go to the mound. I'm not even going to call him that they're f- that right. he's the fifth starter. But it's interesting. It doesn't matter. Well, it's, why? why I'm, I, I'm a little confused by that. But regardless, um, Rick Hahn mentioning that, uh, quote, you've seen us going back to Burley, Canerco being aggressive with our young guys. We're trying to lock them up when we feel they're part of something here for the long term. We obviously continue that the last few months with Eloy, last couple of years with Tim Anderson. You can expect us to continue down that path. That was part of the economic strategy on the whole rebuild. It's one thing to sign a guy like Eloy who you can pretty much bank on is going to be healthy. 
But being aggressive on a pitcher who's never been up here, that's that's a big-time play. And it seems like the White Sox are certainly, judging by the report, very interested in doing something with Dylan Cease. And in general, it's not really what the White Sox have done. You know, Kenny Williams didn't do it. I believe that Jerry Reinsdorf's philosophy has always been not at that position. And uh, Dylan Seats, you know, all the lights are green. You know, as you look down the road to him getting to the bigs and and doing well, all all the lights are green. So I can see why they would do it. But in general, the White Sox are one of the, um, you know, I bet they've done as, you know, as as few deals long term with pitchers like that, uh, you know, as any team. And you might get a phenomenal deal, right? Because oh, yeah. Dylan sees the Tommy John guy. Now he had, now everybody comes back from Tommy John, and he had it all the way back in high school. But he's never thrown more than 124 innings in the minors. So if you're going to guarantee a guy, and he already had a decent contract, but if you're going to guarantee a guy generational wealth and give him years, perhaps even buying out a free agency year, you might get him at an incredible rate. I mean, if I'm Dylan Cease, I'm feeling. I would assume I'm feeling very comfortable in my ability, but I would be very, very interested in doing something like that just in case I get hurt, like so many pitchers do. So it'll be interesting if this actually plays out to a Dylan being up here this year and b the White Sox doing a deal with Dylan Cease this season. Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, where. Weird things with starting pitchers. Uh, the guy that threw yesterday for Seattle, you say Kikuchi? You say Kikuchi. Yeah, I, I say potato. Um, do you see what the Mariners' plan is with him? Is he's going to, you know, every sixth start, he's going to go one inning. And it's very bizarre. And, right. And the other starters that are used to starting games will now be coming in in the second inning. Never seen anything like it. It's the new era of baseball, Harry. But that, see, what the, what the Rays did last year, I understand. They didn't have a strong starting rotation, so they went with the opener, you know, where their best relief pitcher would start the game, throw an inning, and, um, you know, hopefully keep the other team off the board. Like, that was kind of out-of-the-box thinking, and I love out-of-the-box thinking. I, I'm not sure, really, what's going on here. Well, the and the Rays last year, when they started a reliever, they were they were over 500. Yeah, and I, I can see other teams doing it. And, and the Rays, by the way, are one of the best teams in baseball. Just, I mean, they're in a division with Boston and New York. And coming to guaranteed right field. Oh, yeah. They'll be at Dave Wills. <laughs> Look out, Cork and Kerry. Here comes Willsley. Was that his spot? It was his spot when it was Jimbo's. When it was Jimbo's. Okay. All right. He's great. He's awesome. Will he be rooting for the Rays, or will he be rooting for the White Sox when Tampa gets here on Monday? Uh-huh. Three, three day games, by the way. Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. All day games at Guaranteed Rate Field. Let's uh, let's uh, come back with Rick Hahn, get you into news on time. White Sox Weekly, 720 WGN. White Sox Weekly, 720 WGN. Blackhawks hockey coming up for the final time this year at the bottom of the hour. Harry, i got to give you a moment to wax poetic on the Blackhawks. You've been doing the watch parties all season long. I, I love, you know, I mean, I'm a straight Chicago guy. I, I love the uh, five Chicago teams, and it's painful to me that the Blackhawks will not make the playoffs for the second straight year. And here's the weird thing. Kane and Taves had the years of their career. I mean, they were better this year than they've ever been. Patrick Kane is a top-five player in the NHL. He's impossible to stop. Jonathan Taves rebounded off what a lot of guys would have liked to have done last year. Taves was great this year, 
And they played for a while as if they were going to score 100 points this season. But they had two eight-game losing streaks, and you can't do that. And we are very dependent now on these young defensemen in the minors. We need three of them. Not one, not two. We need three of them to come out and be big stars. So let's go out with a bang tonight in Nashville and uh, next year for sure. And I'm sure everybody at the White Sox sending their support to next year to the Blackhawks as uh, we have a ton of overlap in White Sox and Blackhawks fans. We're going to get to Rick Hahn in a second here. But first, just a reminder, the you pick them with the Pick 10 plan. It starts at $129. You have access to every game and every opponent at an affordable price. Visit WhiteSox.com to pick your plan to get today. Ten games, 129 bucks. That's $12.90 a ticket. Harry. Boy, you were at Iowa the day they taught math. I, I was. Okay. Take advantage of this right away, you guys. Starting tomorrow, Family Sundays feature tickets as low as $5 in the upper level. Five bucks. $15 in the lower level. And parking every Sunday for just $10. Plus, special family-focused activities throughout the ballpark. Family Sundays are proudly presented by Coca. Cola. Grab an ice cold Coca Cola and enjoy the game. Visit WhiteSox.com slash Sundays to purchase your ticket today. All right, so Rick Hahn speaking before the game yesterday. That's the standard on opening mm-hmm. day. The general manager will sit down in the dugout with the assembled media. Quite a ton of media out there yesterday, as per usual. I thought that uh I thought Dave Ennett was the best dressed media yesterday. Guy looked phenomenal. Dave Ennett always looks good. Right, he, you know, do you know he sleeps with his credentials? <laughs> you know, just in case, you know, he's like Batman. You know, the phone rings. Always prepared. Right. It was good to see Dave at the park yesterday. But so uh, Rick Hahn talking, and uh, yeah, that Luis Robert guy with the two home runs. He's only playing for the Winston Salem Dash. I say only that that single A ball, high single A, but ah. still single A, not double A, not triple A. But hey, uh, what about this Luis Robert guy? Could he potentially be with the White Sox soon? Questions about Luis, and, and uh, I was asked this earlier this morning about you know what's his ETA. Uh, <laughs> so he obviously had a pretty good night last night, so people are ready for him to be here next week. Uh, they're, they're difficult ones to answer because on the one hand, from a tool set and talent standpoint, absolutely, his tools are as strong as many at the big league level already. However, from a rawness, repetition, staying healthy for an extended period of time, we really haven't addressed those issues just yet. He's a guy who... Last year had a lot of challenges, both with the thumb in, multiple thumb injuries to essentially having a year, year and a half layoff from the time he last played in Cuba to the time he was finally playing regularly in the States. There's a lot of rust involved in that, not to mention the transition to a new culture. So I think we're going to be in a much better position to answer questions about time time frame on Luis as the summer unfolds and then probably at the end of the season have a much firmer grasp. Uh, but from a talent standpoint, I understand where the questions are coming from because, yeah, he's he's got a world of talent and we think is going to be yet another potentially impactful guy for us for the long term. So it doesn't sound like he's even being remotely considered for this year, but I just like hearing him talk about his talent. Yeah, and he's got a lot of it, obviously. And again, as you mentioned, with the Winston-Salem Dash, two bombs on uh, Thursday night, it, it's pretty exciting. I mean, there's so many guys that are all doing so well at the same time. You know, this was a plan. When you start it, a lot of teams say we're going to rebuild, and it never happens. Well, and this is the thing about the rebuild, right? You know these that uh, you can just project it out over time. It almost feels kind of 
I don't know, disingenuous to the guys that are here right now. Like, yeah, well, Robert's going to be the center fielder in 2021. But, I mean, that's just the reality of the game, yeah, right? And, yeah, there's no guarantees. And a big league job is a big league job, whether it's with the White Sox or whoever, if you're one of the guys that's not here long term. So you do your best that you possibly can, and hopefully you stick in the majors, period. Look, look at Adam Angle. Right. You know, last year people said, oh, Adam Angle's just, you know, filling a, filling a roster spot until next year. But then Adam Angle in one week robbed three homers. Right. The center fielders like that do not grow on trees. Right. You're, he's auditioning to be here and he's auditioning to be anywhere else. Right. Bottom line. So, but if you project it out, you got Aloy in left, Robert in center, mm-hmm. right? You got Dylan Cease in the rotation. You got Kopech Kobe. Com- coming back. Kobe, I know he went down, but... Co- I'm not throwing Dylan Kobe in there. Well, I will. Oh, maybe this year, but I mean, when you get excited about the long term... Well, long, long term, right. There are other guys who get Dane Dunning. Right. There's another guy now coming off Tommy John. Hopefully he'll be here at some right. point. Zach, but- the aforementioned Zach Collins... Right, so now you start filling out the roster, and you've got Zach Collins, and you've got Moncada, and you've got Aloy, and you've got Robert, and you've got Jake Berger. Oh, okay. I'm not. I don't want to go. But you, I'm not going to go Jake Berger. But you can go Nick Madrigal. Oh, Nick Madrigal. Not Nick Madrigal could be up here this year. And so, uh, part of the Madrigal blistering tour. <laughs> So, all right, let's let that segues into Rick Hahn and patience and how hard that is for him, for White Sox fans, for Harry Tynowitz, who wants everything right now. So here was Rick on patience yesterday. Any club, and it's not just ownership or the front office, but it's a fan base that has bought into the concept of a rebuild knows that there's going to be, you know, some your patience being tried along the way. And we're certainly been no exception over the first two seasons of this. There's still going to be growing pains over the course of this season as well. But I think if we're able to remain focused not just on the progress that we're seeing on this diamond over the course of this summer, but on the progress being made throughout the minor league system and as guys get closer to Chicago, what the future is potentially going to look like around here, I think there's reason to be excited. But, you know, in terms of Jerry or Kenny or myself or anyone in that clubhouse or, or anyone throughout White Sox Nation, you know, patience has been tested and it will be t- tested a few times along the course of the summer. We know that. But we also know as we enter year three that we are much, much closer to being the team we want to be for the long term than we were uh, even 12 months ago at this time. See, I think this is like the most exciting time. It'll be more exciting in a year. But when you know that you're building something and you have all this talent coming, you, you're you're on the upswing. You're not you're not on, you're not worried about paying guys. You're not worried about guys getting old. You just know that there's this really juicy cheeseburger with a milkshake and fries just sitting there that you're going to eat. And they're all and and they all look great. And they come to your table at the same time. And they're all as good as they smell. Right, and I don't want to be too Pollyanna here. They, they they all have to perform. They all they all have to live up to their billing. Eloy's got to be at least eighty percent of what people think he's going to be. Yeah, that's, that's a rough rookie of the year race, by the way. Well, he's not in it yet, but he will be. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, he certainly, I would I would expect him to be. Hey, I learned from the pros this summer at a White Sox summer camp that's starting at one hundred and forty nine dollars. Kids ages 5 to 12. 
Why can't we have one for a 45-year-old? can register for a camp at any of our 30 locations. All participants get a White Sox hat, a T-shirt, four game tickets, and an exclusive look at Guaranteed Rate Field. Register today at whitesox.com slash play. Let me th- can we break that down for a second? 149 bucks, you get four tickets. So that's uh, let's say let's just say on the cheap end, ten bucks a ticket. So now you're paying just for the camp, hundred and nine dollars. You get uh, you get a hat that's ten bucks on the cheap end. That's ninety nine mm-hmm. bucks a t shirt, eighty nine. That's uh, that's quite a deal there, right there for the old camp. Um, well, one of my favorite things this year that they're doing is you can get like a a media credential for the month, essentially. Yeah, the pa- the ballpark pass. The ballpark pass. 50 bucks, 49 bucks. Yeah, for a month. You can go up to what? It's like a 16 games, something like that. And you can go, you know, talk to the media. It's pretty cool. <laughs> you don't get to talk. Yeah, you can. No, mid- you don't. Middle of the game, just walk in the booth with DJ and Farmio. It doesn't work that way. But, you know, maybe if you reach out, who knows? Maybe Farmy will have you uh, I know. I know Jason Benetti's not going to turn any fans away from his booth. I don't know if Benetti's letting every, just anyone in there. He couldn't be nicer. The nicest, but I don't know if he's letting just anyone in the booth. You know, Stoney's there, too. He's got to be. He's got to have booth respect. Mm-hmm. You know, you always ask me when, uh, can I bring my son in here? I'm like, are you really asking me if you can bring Reggie to WGN? Booth respect. Right. So you think that Benetti wouldn't do that for, for, for Stoney? Of course he would. Booth respect. It's a big thing in the industry. Uh, all right, quick timeout. A little bit more with Rick Hahn coming up here. How many wins does uh, Rick expect the White Sox to have this year? Does it matter to him? Uh, we'll hit that next. 720 WGN. Experience a game this season from the Goose Island. Honk. The newest addition to Guaranteed Rate Field. This area in right field features a variety of seating options, including field-level views, group party areas, and individual seating. For more information, call 312-674-1000 or visit WhiteSox.com to sit by the goose. The goose looks sweet. Yes, surrounded by the uh, Home Run River. I didn't notice the river yesterday. I, maybe I got there too late for the river. I, I was in the park uh, early, didn't see it. I was in the park watching for the river. I know the river is going on. I can't wait to see it flowing, but I didn't see the river. Uh, and, and this year, once you go, all you'll think is, i got to come back to the island. Yeah, I guess that's... Uh, you think it's going to send me into like a tropical vibe? Is that what you're saying? It's set up like a tropical vibe. looks very fun out there. Yeah. The big white couches. But, we, but I still want it. I want the goose to be officially named Gossage. Who's going to hit the goose first? Is that a Daniel Palka off the goose? Feels that would be such a great way to come out of this early season funk. Palka off the goose. Palka off the goose to never make an out again. If you hit the goose, does it instantly sort of connect to your bat like a lightning bolt and then your bat is magic and you never make an out again goose and maybe it's worth like 10 hits in a row how strong goose. is the goose will the goose dent i don't think the goose is going to dent okay well i want to you know i can only think of two nicknames two players off the top of my head that had the nickname goose goose gossage the great white Sox pitcher who went on to win world series for the yankees and uh, goose givens who played on the Kentucky Basketball Championship team. Goose Givens. Yeah. Jack Givens, Mr. I, NBA, I, you I, don't, 41. Before my time. I apologize. Really? You're going to throw that out? I, I, bet, I bet you know who Bob Cousy and Bill Russell are. They were before your time. Yeah, but... Do you know Dave DeBusher was a member of the White Sox? Uh, Dave DeBusher is, is a legit name. Goose Givens is... is <laughs> you told me I made up Goose Givens. Uh, no, I'm not saying you made it... <laughs> 
I just don't. I don't. If only there were some right, type of device on. where we could like look up and see if a guy actually existed. Luis, Luis it, Roberts two for four tonight. By the way, it's five five uh, Winston Salem dash. Take it out. Only there was some Keys. way to find out if some guy actually played basketball named Goose Givens. Goose Givens. Rich Gossage started his career with the White Sox. I want to say seventy-one to seventy-four. Went on to the Pirates. He wore fifty-four. Went on to the Pirates. Won World Series with the Yankees. He was a tremendous, phenomenal closer. Was also a member of the San Diego Padres. Jack Goose Givens, a retired American collegiate and professional basketball player. Givens led the University of Kentucky to the nineteen seventy. Men's Division One Basketball Championship was named that year's Final Four Most Outstanding Player. I wish one of us had just said that. Due to his 41-point performance. You didn't say that. In Kentucky's... Uh, 41? I didn't throw out a 41 at you? 94-88 win over... Over Duke. Wow. I'm impressed. Uh, what else do you know about... You played in the NBA... Givens earned Kentucky's Mr. Basketball. Where do you play in the NBA? Uh, Atlanta Hawks. That's correct again. You want to go? You want to win anything? You want to go? Can I his, get in my pillow? You want to go into his personal? Can I get life? some of those Brooklyn sheets that uh, Bill Left's always talking about? Are so sweet. He's the president of. He's the CEO and president of the Orlando Comets, a basketball organization that's placed over sixty players into NCAA basketball and full scholarships. That's awesome. That's really noble. Little little AAU action. His wife, Linda, they've got two children, Jeremy and Jamie. This is not how I ex- expected to wrap up White Sox Weekly, but nice job. Thank I'm impressed. You. Thank you. And we- again, Dave DeBuscher, a member of the world champion New York Knickerbockers, was a White Sox pitcher. Okay. All right. Here we go. Uh, congratulations to the Givens family on making it on <laughs> White Sox Weekly. And remember, Goose Island. you got to hey, check it out. Let me, let's do one more, Rick Hahn, before we take, hand you over to Blackhawks Hockey. Chris Bode is ready to go. Who is next, Rick Hahn? Who is next in uh, making his White Sox debut? Rick Certainly Hahn. Dylan Cease is, is someone who, from uh, again, from an ability standpoint, is someone who uh, probably is ready to potentially make an impact in Chicago, but we still want to finish off his development and get him from a from an inning standpoint where we're going to have him strong through an entire season. Uh, not just because of the night he had last night, but Zach Collins is someone who very reasonably will uh, force the issue on us at some point over this summer, as potentially Sebi Zavala is as well. Uh, you've seen us promote guys from AA before. Uh, that entire outfield is prospect laden. A uh, handful of other guys uh, on that club, uh, and there's guys who will wind up on that club in the coming weeks, uh, are really only just a phone call away. So I, I don't want to exclude anyone from that group, so I'll probably limit it just to the AAA guys, and certainly Cease, Collins, and Zavala are probably in that next wave of potentially coming here. How about that? Uh, bringing up two catches at the same time. Well, move them around. we got 20 seconds here, Harry. Final thoughts? Uh, before a Big week for the White Sox coming up, and that weekend in New York City next weekend is going to be pretty exciting. Friday night's the first night game of the year. Huge. Alright, have a great week. We'll be back with you next Saturday, and a reminder... Brewers let off the game with a home run, one nothing over the Cubs. Cubs are one and six. Have a great broadcast, Chris Bowden. We'll see you next week on White Sox Weekly.